1: Would you build a house without a foundation? Would you have a child and not name it? Would you let a stranger squat on your property? No, of course not. So why should the Internet be any different? Every week, speak with top domain experts. Learn how to make money with domains. Know your legal rights. Each week, join our expert host to be master of your domain right here on Domain Masters.
2: Hello, everyone. Welcome to Domain Masters. Uh, my guest tonight is Andrew Alamon from. Domain Name Wire. Uh, this is another great news source for the domain name industry. We also have on uh, Edmund Chong from Dot uh, .Asia. Joth and Frakes will be interviewing him shortly after my interview. We're going to cover some of the great highlights of uh, Domain Name Wire, uh, how they got started, how Andrew got involved in the domain industry, and uh, talk about a recent survey that was done. Uh, it was their third annual Domain Name Wire survey, which uh, evaluated Registrars, auction companies, escrow companies, and basically the folks in the companies that service the industry, and talk about some of the results from that, and talk to Andrew uh, a, a lot about the industry and where he sees the industry going as a as a domainer and also as a uh, media publisher for the industry. Uh, Jothan is going to be speaking to Edmund Chung about Dot Asia, the successful uh, pre-launch sunrise, and also registration periods that have been going on so far, and uh, we'll wind up the show with uh, some information about the upcoming auctions. Um, uh, that are coming up in the next couple months. With that, please stay tuned. We'll be back after a couple commercials. Back on with Andrew Alamon from Domain Name Wire.
1: Thank you. You're just minutes away from more Domain Masters. The question is, are you still master of your domain? Stay tuned. We got
2: it. Put it up there, elves.
0: Wow. Currency elves. Who knew?
1: GoCurrency.com. Free currency converters, language translations, and more. GoCurrency.com. Can you believe how long it takes to order food here? Uh,
2: Here we go. Excuse me. She's not even looking over here. Great service is hard to come by. Whether you're sitting in a bar, restaurant, or creating effective search advertising campaigns. Um, excuse me.
1: For a breath of fresh air, webmasterradio.fm. And hey, Mac, we're here for you, too. Webmasterradio.fm. We're everywhere. Now, back to Domain Masters. You're still master of your domain. Yes. Master
0: of my domain. Here's your host.
2: Okay, welcome back to Domain Masters. My guest tonight is Andrew Alamon from Domain Name Wire. Domain Name Wire is a news source for domain name industry, written by industry expert and ex edited by Andrew Alamon. Topics are relevant to the domain name owners, intellectual property attorneys, trademark lawyers, domain registrars, domain servicers, and anyone interested in the domain name industry. Alamon is a resident of Austin, Texas, and has been in the domain industry since 1997. He has been quoted in the New York Times and Sydney Morning Herald, among others. Andrew, welcome to Domain Masters. Thanks, Monty. I believe this is your first Domain Masters, is that correct?
3: You know, I did one uh, a long time ago, a couple of years ago, so it's been a while.
2: Yeah, well, we'll have to have you on more often because uh, your site's uh, very relevant to the industry and also uh, you're a domainer and have uh, obviously a lot of knowledge about what's been going on. So Thanks. talk to us a little bit about uh, Domain Name Wire uh, and what's gone on this month in particular. First of all, tell me how you got involved in the Internet business uh, to begin with and how you got into the domain name business.
3: Sure. Back in the uh, late 90s, I was in college at the University of Texas and started to register domain names. Of course, back then it was $70 to register for a couple of years, and that was good beer money. So unfortunately, <laughs> I didn't uh, register nearly enough of them. Um, but got involved back in the industry then. Uh, created some small websites and sold them, back, uh, sold them um, just small amounts of money, but for a college student, it was good. And of course, this is before domain parking really caught on. I've um, been involved in the industry throughout the decade, and in early 2005, a little over three years ago, started Domain Name Wire. At the time, there weren't any blogs covering the business of domain names, and I saw a gap there. Of course, there was an excellent uh, news source in DN Journal, but th- there wasn't anything that really covered the daily news that was going on in trends. So started Domain Name Wire. Uh, it's been going uh, full on for the past few years, of, of course, growing to the point that I recently had to switch over to a dedicated server because my uh, web host was getting frustrated with me. Um, but over the past month, uh, a lot of different stories going on, but the main focus on the site has been results from the third annual Domain wire survey, as you mentioned uh, in the introduction. And this survey, again, third year, um, and it covers everything from all the service providers in the industry to get, getting kind of a finger on the pulse of what domainers in general think is going on and what's going to go on over the coming year. And since I've been doing this for a few years now, it's really interesting to compare some of the data uh, between the years and, and look for differences as, as this industry has matured.
2: That's great. So um, um, it looks like the whole industry has grown and, uh, and Domain Name Wire has grown along with it. And, um, you know, with that, you've been conducting... Um, um, annual surveys regarding the industry, talk to us about the um, how the surveys got started and how you 've published them and how you collect the results and what some of the results are of the uh, most recent survey for the industry sure sure
3: well, uh, as I said, this is the third year, and I had a record eight hundred and forty one people participate this year in previous years it 's been closer to four or five hundred people. I think there are a couple of reasons that that number is getting uh, has increased. one is just the popularity of domain name wire increasing, but secondly is, is the industry overall, as everyone knows, more and more people are getting into it thanks to a lot of the mainstream media. A- every year when I release the results, I usually release them over time, over the period of a few weeks in, in the form of different articles on the site, and this year I also plan to disclose some of the uh, results at the upcoming traffic conference in Orlando. So so far, uh, a few of the topics that uh, have been disclosed are the best registrar in, in terms of uh, people that think that um, X, Y, and Z registrars are best. And GoDaddy and Moniker came out on top on that. GoDaddy was the overall winner with a little over half of the vote. But when you look at domain registrants who have greater than 1,000 domain names, so really you're looking at some of the professional domain owners, Moniker and GoDaddy are pretty much uh, 50-50 uh, or, or tied for the vote. And then Enom, of course, is another popular one that received a, a number of votes. Now, one thing interesting that came, came up this year was that I always ask the question, you know, to rank the importance of the different factors people consider when choosing a domain registrar. Right. And the options I give are security of domains, price, value-added services such as web hosting, ease of transferring domains amongst people, account management tools, and customer service. Now, in previous years, price was the number one factor, but this year security edged that out slightly. And I think that has to do with a number of, of different cases with domains being stolen, people losing domains, still a little bit of fear after the register fly fallout, uh, that, that's really pushed that, elevated that status. So now when people look at what registrar they want to choose, of course they have to be affordably priced, but if they don't have security, there's, uh, people will, will avoid
2: that registrar and move on to someone else. Um, so in terms of security, um, um, w- 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 did you say which one ranked the mo- as the most important?
3: Uh, security of domains.
2: Security of domains, okay.
3: Yes, and in price was second and customer service third. And I I think, you know, obviously most people wouldn't use a registrar if it had poor customer service, but if they have poor security and high prices, then people don't even consider the customer service aspect of it.
2: That's interesting. So, um, and and this survey that you you conducted was uh, uh, worldwide, too. I understand it came from uh, a bunch of different countries, all kinds of different demographics. Let's uh, right. explain more about that, wh- wh- why you think that so many people participated worldwide.
3: Well, uh, 62, I had people from 62 countries, and that was self-reported as people took the survey participate. It really shows that the industry is, is global. I think if you go on any domain forum, you, you find that uh, although we in the United States tend to think centrically here, quoting all domain prices in U.S. dollars and such, the industry really is global. And I think a lot of that, there's really an interesting dynamic. This isn't something I touched on, a, on in the survey, but with the falling U.S. dollar and, and what that's doing to the industry as well, it's pulling in a lot of people who are participating in buying domains because suddenly the, the price of domain names, not only new registrations and uh, buying uh, existing domain names, although it seems like prices in, in both of those categories are increasing to us in, in the United States. People outside that have the euro, the pound, really pretty much any other uh, currency are finding that they're, they may be cheaper than ever, and, and they're getting into the industry in droves.
2: Yeah, that's true. Well, uh, it definitely validates that we're in a global um, domain economy and a d- global domain market, and uh, places like China and India and some of the third world countries are even getting on now in, in big droves and, and big time where they weren't uh, just five years ago. Uh, exactly. particularly Russia and uh, some of the third world countries that are now being connected all over the place um,
3: mm-hmm.
2: so um, now you 've released partial results, and uh, I guess your strategy is pretty wise because uh, you keep people coming back to the site so it 's a good <laughs> idea not to release all the all the resor- all the resor- results at one time because you can get visitors you know every week when you 're releasing a new survey result you, what you're what, you're what, what do you do out next? Well, um,
3: I just released also a a couple other things you'll find on the site, which is uh, Best Parking Services um, and what people's uh, RPMs are right now with parking programs. And what's next is I'll be discussing how people view uh, what they see happening to prices over the coming year. And uh, I'll go ahead and and spill that on your show. Seventy-five percent of people say that they believe prices will be higher in 2008 than 2007, so obviously... Now, now is that is that registration prices or overall aftermarket domain prices? Uh, aftermarket prices. So okay. it okay. seems that, uh, in general, we're still bullish on prices. Now, I should point out, though, when I look back at previous years, uh, everyone thought the prices would, would keep going up, and they have, uh, in aftermarket sale prices. We all know that wholesale prices will be going up. But... Also, people, when I asked what they thought would happen to the typical revenue from park domains, people also think that's either going to go up or hold steady, and they've said that for the past uh, three years now in the survey, but this past year, the the numbers I have show that people are reporting lower, uh, poorer results with domain parking, and anecdotal evidence just talking to some of the major domain holders this year it sounds like people are down about 10% in revenue. Now, of course, that's anecdotal, but when you look at everything that's going on in the parking industry, uh, in in particular uh, Google and Yahoo and Microsoft being in flux, um, Google changing it, it, letting people opt out of domain parking, this whole Google-Yahoo potential partnership, the MSN or the Microsoft purchase of Yahoo, it really does put the domain parking industry in flux, and I think that'll be one of the big uh, changes that we'll see over the coming year. Another question that'll be released uh, in the coming weeks is what people think are the biggest issues uh, facing the domain industry. And uh, one of those, uh, one of the options, was changes to the pay-per-click market, and that one uh, did receive the most uh, the most votes, the most responses as the number one change that we'll be facing over the coming year. Um, Other topics that will be coming up will be um, people's satisfaction with ICANN, a couple new questions this year that I hadn't asked in the past, which is which major domain conference is best and which person has the most influence on the domain industry. So all of those will be uh, coming up as well as what people voted as the top domain name news story of 2007. Um, Some of the options there were domain values changing Moby registry fly uh, sorry register fly it's hard to believe that's only been about a year since that whole debacle, and of course some of the attacks on the industry right now by uh, outside groups like Katna.
2: yeah for sure well there's definitely going to be a lot of pressure on the, on the domain industry in a number of areas, which is surprising if uh, people are still bullish on aftermarket pricing because one doesn't go with the other so you know if you think about it, if PPC rates are going to be um, hit. Uh, due to uh, pressures on the domain economy, and uh, we're going to have increased uh, litigation and and trademark claims and other things uh, or um, names that could possibly not be allowed to be registered and other things that are going on legally that would, in a sense, equal to lower uh, than expected um, aftermarket prices until things weed themselves out and maybe, uh, you know, adjust back to the market. So um, I'm not as bullish, and I'm in the the aftermarket and the primary market side of the business, but um, uh, it's interesting to hear that that the survey was overwhelmingly a majority that showed that, uh, or that people felt that prices would continue to increase. I hope that they yes.
3: did. <laughs> it, it, well, and, and keep in mind it's somewhat self-selecting in that people that are are gung-ho in this business that aren't as invested in it as someone like you who you know has a, a huge uh, company behind it now part of Oversee, You know, a lot of the, the smaller players in the industry that are just getting involved uh... They, they haven't seen what the industry's gone through over the past uh, twenty four months they're getting in, in and at, at this state i think it'll be interesting on the aftermarket monty in that I, I think what we're seeing is a lot of investors in the past were using parking revenue to buy new domain names and i think we're seeing that fall off dramatically um, if if you look at the domain selling and live domain auctions and online recently i think we're seeing a lot of those investors not bidding, and I I think we're also seeing some of them turn around and try to sell the domains they they just bought a year or two ago when they were flush with all this pay-per-click revenue. You also see that when people use leverage to buy those domains, uh, financing them and such, if now they're not getting the pay-per-click revenue they anticipated, they may turn around and and sell those. But I'm still bullish on on one side, and that is if if you look at supply and demand, so not on the very high-end domains. But if you look on supply and demand of domains in, say, the two to $10,000 range, which is whenever a company comes online, they need a domain name. And if you have a, a quality portfolio of mid-tier generic domains, I, I think you'll be okay. I just think you won't be selling out to uh, investors like you may have in the past.
2: Yeah, I, I, I agree with that. I agree with that. Um, from the from the parking uh, uh, best parking company results, uh, who were the winners there? CETO won that
3: one. Um, you know, of course, Cedo has four hundred thousand registered users,
2: many of which
3: use their their parking service, and uh, that includes both Cedo and Cedo Pro. I didn't break those out um, in the first year. I, I broke those out and got a lot of complaints from people saying, "Well, it's really one, one or the other, right? It, it's still Cedo." Um, Name Drive came in second place there, uh, and Parked was also high up on the list. Parked is an interesting case because. Of course, they've been very popular, but a lot of people who are using their service were doing arbitrage. They were one of the few uh, domain parking services, that lot arbitrage. Yahoo nixed that through them a couple months ago, and now I think a lot of people are seeing decreased earnings, but they're still doing very well uh, from both my portfolio and what people tell me on domestic travel. Of course, they're on a Yahoo feed. CETO is on a Google feed, and I think CETO has fared well this year because Google has done fewer things up until a couple weeks ago to uh, affect uh, their, their advertising stream. Now, just a couple weeks ago, as I'm sure most people are aware, Google started allowing advertisers to opt out of having their domains in the parking feed. Previously, that was virtually impossible to do unless you only chose to have your ad show up on the main Google site. And the reason is that ads... And the domain channel come from both the search partners in AdWords and the content partners. So if you opted out of content, you may have still shown up on sites such as uh, Domain Sponsor and CETO. So it'll be interesting to see how many advertisers opt out of domain parking. And from the ones I've been talking to and the ones that have been showing up vocally on Domain NameWire, a lot of them are opting out. And I I think there are a couple reasons for that. One is there there's still unfortunately a lot of fraud in the domain parking channel. Yeah. And that is boosting up the the acquisition prices that these knowledgeable advertisers are seeing. And 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 you know not only do they give me some numbers that show that there's a lot of fraud, but I, you can look anecdotally. I remember advertising a program on AdWords a a uh, couple years ago and I had a tracking tool that was telling me where all the traffic was coming from. And a lot of it was coming from parked pages in Google's network that really should not have been receiving any traffic. These were long hyphenated uh, domain names, no search engine history, et cetera, and suddenly I was getting 30 visitors from there in a day. And so, uh, unfortunately, that is a – I mean, mean, the the case is there's a lot of fraud. I know when when you were running – Traffic Club, you, you guys dealt with that all the time, which was shutting down uh, uh, people trying to set up accounts. And you, yeah, You'll yeah. see that, of course, in Google AdSense as well, but there's another layer when it comes to parking. You have Google or Yahoo, then you have the third parties such as domain sponsors, name NameDrive, Park, and then you have the, the end user who may be committing fraud. Um, I do think uh, there are a lot of studies out there, of course, about if domain parking converts better than search, and a lot of these surveys and and research study out there, uh, people have been twisting it around to say that domain parking certainly converts better than search. I'm convinced that it can, but when you add in all the noise in the form of kind of fraudulent sites and poor converting sites, I I don't think it is. And, And that's what the advertisers that have been showing me their data in response to some articles on domain name wire recently are showing that it's costing them significantly more to get a conversion through domain parking compared to uh, just Google AdWords and, and even Google AdSense. So I think that's a major problem our industry faces, and, and it starts at home. We need to, as a collective, uh, work to, to stomp out fraud. When, when we see people on domain forums that uh, we know are committing fraud, using typo domains uh, of, of trademarks, uh, it is really not to not to let that go on anymore and tell them uh, that, that we feel that they're hurting this industry.
2: Yeah, I, I agree with that as well. And uh, I've, uh, I've been on a couple panels, uh, especially at uh, Search Engine Strategy Conference, uh, in which uh, I helped lead uh, the panel discussion. And uh, there was always a pro and con side about um, the value of direct navigation traffic and the, opt, the, the, the ability to opt in and out of that traffic. And uh, that whole process has evolved over time. The bottom line is companies like Domain Sponsor, which is uh, owned by our parent, Oversee, and other companies are now cleaning up um, and have been in the process for for a long time, cleaning up the quality of traffic that comes in because they're now not getting paid, obviously, for traffic that's right. not uh, counted towards them. Mm-hmm. And uh, when, when we did manage Traffic Club, it was, uh, it was a, a, a real pain because um, um, one of our um, lead partners was uh, – um, Genzo, which was a great partner to have, they were getting their data from Ask, who was then getting their data from from, um, Google, so it was kind of like the telephone game. No one knew uh, exactly where the fraud traffic was coming from, so they just started wiping it you know as a uh, kind of in global units without much detail and uh therefore we weren't getting paid and they weren't getting paid for mm-hmm. some of that traffic so we had to um go through and do all kinds of forensics and people's accounts it was a it was a lot of extra work and time and energy to do that so
3: well luckily, in, in, yeah. when you when you look at ask.com i mean that's a perfect example of being a fourth layer <laughs> you know which is these these companies parked was an example of one that had uh they use yahoo but they also use that ask.com feed um which was effectively giving them a Google search feed. And so, as you're saying, there are, there are so many layers there that have to be cleaned up, and, and the lack of transparency there made it extremely difficult.
2: Yeah, definitely. So what else is going on at DomainWire besides the survey? Um, um, I, I, I like the fact that you're, when, when things are posted, then people are allowed to blog about it, and uh, it continues a, a, an open dialogue and discussion about um, some of the topics. What yeah, are some absolutely. of the other interesting things that you're doing there?
3: Well, uh, a, a couple things recently, a uh, c- couple months ago, added a feature such that if you're commenting, uh, this is a WordPress-based blog, and if you leave a comment, you can check a box and you'll be notified whenever someone uh, does make a follow-up comment, which really keeps things going. There some posts you'll see in here that get 50 comments or so. Um, and, and whenever I'm feeling down because I, I make a post that's not getting many comments there, a couple things i can write about that everyone will comment on and in particular if i write anything about dot moby about twenty people will come out on either side of it saying either it's a great thing or, or it's not um, over the past month too uh, i've been a little disappointed the site's been uh, moving a little slowly as far as server speed so recently upgraded to a dedicated server um, which should make things a, a lot more efficient So. One of the things I try to do with Domain Name Wire is not just post uh, articles about articles other people have written. I don't think that has a whole lot of value. So you'll see a lot of times I'll, I'll interview a PR person at one of the major companies. Um, for example, when uh, Network Solutions with the whole, quote-unquote, front-running issue came up, I talked to them about that. Um, shoppers.com when that domain name was dropped and, and Pool caught it, even though it was a Network Solutions domain. I was able to get the scoop from Network Solutions on on why that domain didn't go through NameJet. Which, uh, for those that aren't aware, NameJet has an exclusive deal and is part owned by Network Solutions, so all those domains should go through there. So, yep. uh, um, other than that, uh, keep, keeping up the status quo, but I, I think times are, are really exciting in the industry and and it's it's good to see you know the, the first year to us blogging a couple domain name blogs popped up, and uh, they usually disappeared when people realized it was a lot of work and and now there are a lot of them out there, which I think is great. There are a lot of interesting blogs that cover various niches in the industry, from uh, geo domains to uh, expired domains there there are a number of different niche specific blogs uh, within the within the domain name industry so I'm really excited about the year that's coming up. I also think it's going to be full of challenges for all of us, and I'm excited to be
2: covering that. Yeah, for sure. Um, and, um, you know, I know you're also a domainer. How many domains do you have? Um, I have a, a fairly
3: small portfolio, about 1,200 domains, uh, last time I checked. And, of course, I've been focusing a lot lately on quality um, as opposed to quantity, although I'm still registering domains as, as I see them, in particular geo-related domains, I've also been out buying with the plans to develop websites. And I know that uh, everyone out there says that development is, is the next phase. You know, it, it always – I wouldn't consider it the next phase. It's always been the end game, right? And so uh, a couple of years ago I acquired a, a name of a suburb here in Austin, a rather affluent one called Lakeway, Um, It was a domain that a gentleman in Canada had registered back in 94, 96 to use for his business. And I contacted him, explained that I wanted to to use it to create a a website for this community, and and he sold it to me. Um, And I'm also in the process right now, uh, hopefully, uh, in fact, I'll put the transfer order in today, I purchased another website, a uh, financial-related website that I'd rather not give the domain name out for right now that is an existing operating website. And so my goal here is to buy a website that makes money but is under-optimized uh, in, in a number of ways. One, it's look and feel. Two, how it's being monetized. And uh, the, the third, kind of its search engine saturation and improve that site to, to get a pretty quick return. So it's interesting. You'll find that, uh, you know, a lot of times if you're buying a good domain name, someone wants 10X or 15X their annual revenue. When it comes to a full website, those multiples i found to be quite a bit lower. And a lot of times it's someone who has put a bit of work into the site, but they don't want to continue putting that work in. And if you were to come along and offer them two to three times their annual AdSense earnings, they'd, they'd be willing to do it. In this particular case, I'm, I'm paying more than that, but I see a lot of opportunity with this uh, site, and so my goal is to, to pay off my initial expense here in, in a year or two. Now, when it comes to de- developing a site as opposed to just parking it, obviously there's a lot more work. Um, if you do it on a few different domains, though, you, you can uh, get some kind of synergies going there. So, for example, for this one I'm buying right now, it's it's – seriously lacking in in the content it needs, so I'm hiring an intern from University of Texas here to write the content for me, Um, which is something that the people that have developed websites should should really consider. You know, I hear everyone outsourcing article writing and such to India, which I've done before with mixed results, but if you have a university or a college in town, uh, it's a great opportunity to get affordable labor from people that are highly educated and are looking for good experience. Uh, you, you also need some level of web design. Uh, w- when I relaunch this site that I'm buying right now, it will be a fairly simple relaunch. I'm not a web designer by any means, but I, I can I can get around a little bit in HTML. At some point as the site takes off, I'll have to invest a few thousand dollars in, in uh, development. Um, and then whenever it comes to a website, usually you'll see these monetized with, with AdSense, and that's a good starting point. However, I found that direct ad sales, once you get enough traffic, are the way to go on that. So there are a few different prongs to that, but I would say that I'm definitely moving toward finally developing some of these sites that I've been planning on on developing um, and and not relying on on the resale and and parking value.
2: That's uh, that's great. Um, Now, as a you know, we already talked a little bit about what, uh, what your surveyors, um, you know, the people that participated in your survey felt about the future of the domain industry. What are your personal thoughts being on both sides of the fence as a domain owner and also as uh, someone who manages, uh, uh, you know, one of the leading uh, media sites for the Internet? What are some of the trends that you foresee in the next year to five years, um, good and bad, and, and concerns or opportunities that you see?
3: Well, there's an underlying problem that still plagues this industry, and that is, quite frankly, people don't like us. I, I, I know it sounds basic, but uh, people that are not domain investors don't like domain investors. And, you know, it, it's, it's kind of funny. Uh, there are a lot of reasons people don't like us. One that we always like to think is jealousy. Oh, you're jealous that you don't own all these multi, multi-thousand, million-dollar domain names. Um, but, you know, a lot of times people come up and say the, the Internet wasn't created for domain names uh, or, or for domain name investing. And I like to turn that around and say, hey, you know, have you ever ordered anything off Amazon.com or used a site like Facebook? And when they say yes, I say, well, th- that's not what it was intended for originally either. I mean, this was an, an academic um, – uh, the Internet was, was kind of envisioned as an academic and, and basic communication tool. But we also like to use this analogy uh, about real estate, and I think it's it's an absolutely fair analogy, and that is, you know, there's, there's lots of undeveloped land around uh, around whatever city you live in. Um, it wouldn't be right just to go up to the person who hasn't developed it yet and say, hand it over, you're not using it, I'm going to build a house on it. You know, Lance Armstrong, the cyclist, used to own about 20 acres by my house, and and you know, it wouldn't have been right for me to go bike over to his house and or, or his non-existent house because he wasn't using it and say, you know, I'm just going to, you're not using this, I have a better use for it, so so I'm going to uh, start building a house here. Right. And what I found is that I was recently interviewing someone at a car dealership who had filed really a, a very poor um, arbitration request for UDRP and lost. And when I was talking to that person, it it dawned on me because he said, well, we feel that the public would be, there there needs to be better serviced if we were using this domain name rather than the company that was using it as a parking page. So, you know, say that again. He said, we feel it's in the public's interest that we use this domain rather than having a, a parking page or a link farm, as he described it. And really that's an attitude that a lot of people have. It's it, They just don't like us, and, and I don't know what you can do about that, but p- part of it I, I think is our fault. I mean, part of it is this, uh, uh, a lot of it is kind of typo squatting and, and such that gives the industry a bad name. Still, when you go on the major forums, you'll see people uh, selling typo, uh, trademark typo domain names, uh, and, and that certainly gives us a, a bad name, but... What that all boils down to is if we don't get a hold of that, we're going to see more and more fights like this uh, bill that's in Congress right now, the Snow Bill, that will uh, – it's called the Anti-Fishing Bill. I, I know most of your listeners have heard of this, but it, it's a uh, – effectively it would give corporations a lot of control to go after any domain name that they think is, is similar to their domains. Right. And that would include, and, and, and at first it was, you know, kudos to the domain industry for coming out and speaking against it right away. Uh, afterward, a lot of other organizations, including the Electronic Frontier Foundation, came out uh, against it because they pointed out that the bill would allow a corporation to, uh, for example, Walmart, to go after walmartsucks.com and, and, and get that, even though that's protected free speech. Um, So, you know, I'm not extremely concerned about the snow bill. What concerns me is that we're going to face an assault like that every year. Every session we're going to see something like that. And it's not just going to be in Congress. It's going to be all sorts of uh, corporate interests and and people trying to take the main names. And I feel we're we're partly to blame on that. At the same time, it it may not be too late for us to to turn the table on that. And you alluded to that a a little bit earlier earlier, earlier in this conversation, which is aftermarket sale prices and, and people being con- concerned about losing those uh, domains in the, in the future and how that could suppress domain prices. And, and I, I think that's true. I, I think that um, people that are used to just buying and, and holding on to domains in a portfolio may find that they're seeing more UDRP um, arbitration requests. They're seeing more uh, cease and desist letters w- with false claims in them. Um, you know, I, I do think that's the biggest challenge our industry is going to face over the next five years. I, what we should do about it, I think it starts with uh, domain parking and, and cleaning that up, which you mentioned the domain sponsor and others have been uh, really pushing to, to clean up some of that traffic. Um, I, I think it also comes down to PR as well, which is all the most of the PR you hear about uh, domain owners is, is negative. You know, when... The Virginia Tech Massacre comes about, and all of a sudden everyone's registering domain names related to that. Now, right, those right. aren't uh, professional domainers, by the way, that are registering domains related to Virginia Tech Massacre and stuff. They're, they're people that have heard about domaining and, and want to try to make a, a quick dollar. But it's the impression that people get about us. Um, and and, and most of the things you read in the paper about how someone owns the name of a local company and such and and they knew about it so I I think those are things we need to fix it was really just two or three years ago that uh, most people are nonchalant about the um, typo domains and it was like okay that's great Um, you know there's no problem with that I'll buy and sell those including some of the biggest players in the industry with over a hundred million dollars uh, and money to invest they so were very nonchalant about it now over the past 12 to 18 months i've i've seen where you know domainers have been ridiculing other ones that that own these uh, trademark typo domains
2: right right and and as we all know uh Anybody has the right to register any domain name. It's how you use it. Um, uh, Even, um, you know, the big argument is, you know, you can't register a name that's that's a Coca-Cola trademark. Well, if you're a Coca-Cola distributor, you may have the right to actually do that and prove that you have a legitimate right to use it. But if you're selling competitive products like Pepsi products and you're using a Coca-Cola name, you're misleading a customer, and misguiding them and have uh, bad faith, and then um, you can have a domain name taken away from you. So um, although we have a lot of similarities to trademark law in the brick-and-mortar world, uh, there are a lot of differences also in the domain world for what intellectual property means uh, and domain names mean. So there's a big debate on that that's going on. But uh, you are correct. There
3: there was an interesting case recently uh, that I wrote about ego.com, and and this is something that uh, when it comes to a trademark, there's a field of use that you file a trademark for. And, you know, Eggo, uh, Kellogg's Ego Waffles, you know, obviously that's a food field of use. And uh, a gentleman had purchased the domain ego, E-G-G-O dot com, and he used it for his consulting business, which wasn't based in North America, by the way. And Ego recently came after him and said, you're infringing on our trademark. And the panel found that he, he wasn't. He had registered it, uh, not in bad faith, and, and he
2: was using it for a legitimate business interest. Yeah. Well, I mean, that, yeah, that's a perfect example. Um, um, and a lot of a lot of domainers have uh, been defending their rights and successfully defending their rights, I might add, um, uh, on their ownership of certain names that also have double meanings. And uh, obviously, you know about the reverse hijacking and also um, strong-arming domainers uh, and other uh, domain owners. Uh, companies have been strong-arming by even the threat of a WIPO or legal suit um, just in an effort to try to win the domain name back uh, kind of like uh, in a stomping way. And um, a lot of that's being defended now as well. And um um we we as a company uh, moniker uh, protect a lot of famous corporate brands including you know March X and NHL and Major League Baseball and Microsoft even and uh, and Yahoo and, and and a lot of those inventories are here at Moniker um yet we also protect a lot of the famous uh, domainers um that have domain names with double meanings and uh and defend their rights every single day and protect their privacy and uh, and do that and you have to draw the line on um you know the right Position to take when you're when you're managing that kind of thing. So sure, absolutely, absolutely. um Now, uh, before I wind up, I understand because you, you actually know about this from a lot of different angles. But you um, are involved in the uh, intellectual property business and uh, in general. Uh, can you share or describe, you know, how large corporations look at domains as intellectual property, just from your experience and uh, kind of some of the work you're doing, just briefly? Sure. Um, you know,
3: I'd say I, I have some history working for a Fortune 50 company in their intellectual property department, not as a lawyer, but as a business development professional, trying, trying to find ways to monetize that. Most uh, large companies now have created intellectual property departments that do have business development people in them, not just intellectual property lawyers and, and attorneys. But I think domain names, it, it's, still, it's still really lagging at these companies and how they manage them. You always hear cases where a company will announce a new product and someone else has already registered the domain name famous example would be Apple with with the iPhone. Uh, Of course, there was a a trademark battle over that, but if they would have gone out and tried to purchase the domain iPhone.com before they announced their product from the uh, existing owner, they probably could have gotten it for a lot less than they ultimately uh, paid for it. So I think companies do a very poor job of managing their domains, but I am starting to talk to a couple Fortune 500s that realize they're sitting on ten thousand domain names, many of which they acquired or came as part of acquisitions, and they're trying to figure out what to do with them. Uh, A a lot of these domains can can also be category killer generic domain names, not just uh, their own brand names. And I think you'll see occasionally, uh, you know, we all know of domain name auctions, but I know I've actually run into some of your staff, Monty, at, at intellectual property auctions, which are similar in that they are patents and and trademarks that are being auctioned off. And and occasionally you'll see companies looking at brands that they have and auctioning that off with the domain names as well. So I think companies are putting a a much greater emphasis on intellectual property uh, because they realize intangibles are the core of their business. I still think we're a ways away from seeing them really focus on the, the domain name side of the business. And, you know, other than you know, sending out cease and desist letters to people that they think are infringing on their names. They really haven't gotten a, a lot more sophisticated than that. Uh, a couple of years ago, I was talking to an executive, the chief executive of an IP organization inside a Fortune 500 company, and they were going through a merger. And I asked that person if they had acquired all the domain names related to the, to the new corporate entity because there was going to be a name change. And she, this is the chief executive of this organization, said to me, you know, I, I think that just sort of gets taken care of. Well, sure enough, I went a month later and, and people had snapped up all those domain names related to the to the new entity, uh, which, which is really a shame because for a couple hundred dollars, they could have gotten their hands on all of those before other people thought to do so. Um, I, I, I do think that uh, soon Fortune 500s will, will understand the, the value of, of what they're holding and, and the value of domain names. Uh, it's it's just still a slow process. I, I know, since you work with and and have worked with large companies, Monty, you know how how it's a it's a slow
2: moving process. Yes, it sure is. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's um, you know, I think a lot of companies are waking up, um, and some of the companies which I mentioned before are actually starting to be on the forefront of this, and not only protecting their rights, but uh, in stealth going out and acquiring their the, the, the property they should have acquired years and years ago uh, on that. Mm-hmm. So. Mm-hmm. Um, Absolutely. I, think, I think that's something that's actually going to help the industry long-term uh, because there's going to be a lot more corporations coming online uh, protecting their brands and realizing that they should be protecting their brands in every misspelling and several extensions and if they do global business in multiple extensions across the world and the country codes and those areas. So where we might see a fall in business because of some of the new rules and the price increases in registrations, uh, I think we'll see a makeup of a lot of the business through a lot of the um, – countries and um, regions getting on to not only Internet but uh, um, high-speed broadband Internet access uh, that they didn't have before that's free and readily available to to them. Uh, For instance, uh, I heard uh, that Kenya, for example, is putting free broadband wireless Internet access in every major city on street corners uh, trying to get their country caught up in in the 21st century um, Mm -hmm. so that um, it will invite um, businesses and corporations to start looking at, at them as a as an area to to maybe relocate or employ workers. Um now of course they have to get rid of some of the civil war and some of the other things that are happening there. But at least <laughs> a step in the, yeah, it's a Yeah, at least it's a step in the right direction, right? So uh right. and of course um China as a as a country, uh, as a huge country, um, has learned a lot from its acquisition of Hong Kong and how wired and and um, online, that particular area or region is for um, you know, its particular part of the country and has basically left that part of the country alone as if it's still owned and operated by Britain. And right. so um, there's, there's lots of examples of that all over the world. Um, so I think we're going to see a big increase in influx of business as a result of that, not only in the primary markets of registration but also in the aftermarkets. And due to the strength of the European dollar, and other foreign currencies compared to the dollar. We're going to see a lot of foreign investment and acquisitions and uh, um, you know maybe t- two or three years of catch-up um, now of where they've been kind of sitting on the sidelines and not really understanding the value of domain names. I think they're seeing it more and more, and now their dollar stronger. They can get it for half price. Yep, yep, absolutely, absolutely. So,
3: well, well, we'll hope that those forces, supply and demand, can, can – uh, um, outweigh the, the legal issues and, and such and, and uh, parking problems that this industry is facing and, and keep it moving in the right direction.
2: Now, uh, I understand that you deal with a lot of corporations outside the domain industry, I assume, because of the intellectual property, but I also understand that you have a lot of funny anecdotes. Um, can you share a couple?
3: Yeah, you know, I, I think I've, uh, some of them are, are probably more sad than, than funny that, that, that I've given today, which which is really just... Um, with uh, you know the corporations people inside being clueless when it comes to domain names during a, a merger and yeah. um, you know I given that example uh, also of, of the car dealer who felt it was in really the best uh, best interests of the public that that they own the domain name and um, so you know I, I really look at those as, as less funny and a little bit uh, more on on the sad side but it 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 shows how how there's a lack of understanding uh, about the the domain business in general.
2: Yeah, for sure. Well, Andrew, we really appreciate your time tonight. It was great having you on the show. You've uh, given us a lot of insight about the industry and uh, your own personal experience. and uh, And the survey is a good indicator about what's going on in the industry, and what the people vote um, definitely counts and. Um, uh, I'm proud that our company was uh, has honorable mention and have won some of your awards, or at least be ranked in the you know top couple in, uh, in several areas. And uh, look forward to, um, I guess, contributing and helping contribute to in the industry, so we can keep making news for you. And uh, I know that your news source is um, a unique spin on what's going on and also a unique approach, and it's uh it's very good. So um, uh, we recommend it all the time, along with uh, DN Journal and some of the other sites that are, have valuable um, you know content for everybody, and it really helps educate. Um, not only the novice, but the, the professional domainer. Thanks, Monty. Appreciate it. Yeah, love to have you on the show again, so thanks a lot, Andrew. Appreciate it. Okay, take care. Okay, Bye. take care. Well, thanks again to uh, my guest, uh, Andrew Alamon, uh, from Domain Name Wire. Uh, I encourage everybody to go visit that site and make it one of your favorites, uh, along with um, some of the other media sites that we mentioned. Um, also wanted to announce that uh, the traffic domain auction for in Orlando is uh, starting to gear up. Uh, We're getting the uh, teaser list ready to go, and it will be out and posted uh, uh, this week along with uh, the formal list of domain names that will be available for auction um, by the end of next week. And so you can go to moniker.com to find out more information about buying in that auction. Uh, The submission deadline was done weeks ago, but uh, we have uh, 12 other auctions scheduled for this year, and you have opportunity to submit your names for any of the auctions that are relevant and uh we'll be bringing that uh auction live again at Traffic. We're going to have a no reserve and low reserve auction uh the first night and then the premium domain auction on the last night of the event uh like we always do. And certainly there after in June, we'll have the Domainer meeting auction um which will be in uh, Paris, France and it'll be part of or pre uh, uh precursor to uh the ICANN meeting that'll be there. So we're going to actually bring the international community in for buying and selling domain names prior to the ICANN event. That's going to be on June the 19th. Um, We have uh, several auctions scheduled throughout the summer and also through the fall and the rest of the year, including uh, uh, a traffic auction in New York and one in Australia and our uh, casino affiliate conference, which will be in Macau, China again. So uh, lots of different um, auctions coming throughout the end of the year. With that said, I'm going to turn it over to Jothan Frakes, who's now going to do an interview with Edmund Chung from uh, .Asia. Uh, He's going to talk about the success of the .Asia um, land rush and launch and some of the information that uh, will be relevant to you if you're considering to do business in Asia and some of the domain names there. With that said, I'll let you go and turn it over to Jothan. Be the master of your domain name and uh, be with you next week with another live show. Thank you
1: you're just minutes away from more domain masters the question is are you still master of your domain stay tuned um he- hello uh, welcome to our website website traffic isn't about paying for clicks
0: okay so i, I guess we're gonna wait until everyone shows up and then we'll uh, um...
1: it's about having the right content So while you're searching for more traffic, the folks at InfoSearch Media are creating the content people are searching for. With InfoSearch Media, you can get more traffic for less money than PPC. So the next time you need to speak to your customers... Welcome to our website. They're already searching for you. InfoSearch Media. Get content that really clicks.
2: in the online
0: marketplace. You can check it out from the professionals at Bruce Clay Incorporated. For over 10 years, offices worldwide, they've got answers you need. Check them out today at BruceClay.com. Bruce Clay
1: Incorporated. A rose by any other name would still be the same
0: shakespeare you need to differentiate yourself from your competition do it by aligning yourself with a company who has earned the trust of jupiter media the nhl and
1: lionsgate
0: films among others moniker.com is the most secure ican accredited register on the planet offering you domain registration hosting domain sales and acquisition
1: services wrap that up with 24 7 support that's your winning combination moniker.com more than a name domain masters i am the master of my domain Ask my wife domain masters live broadcast wednesdays at 7 p.m eastern 4 p.m pacific or on demand anytime inside the internet marketing channel only on webmasterradio.fm
3: want a hot pod load it with webmasterradio.fm and play with
1: us all day long webmasterradio.fm we're everywhere Domain Masters You're still master of your domain Yes! Master of
0: my domain Here's your host Welcome back from the break and thank you for handing it over, Monty This is Jothan Frakes uh, talking to you live on Domain Masters where you can be the master of your domain and uh, we were hoping to connect on Edmond Chong this week from Beijing, uh, China where he's at a... Uh, a WWW standards conference, uh, unfortunately due to timing and technical issues, it's 12 hours off. We, uh, we missed Edmon. So we're going to, he had to speak today, but we're going to, uh, just a real quick update, uh, that I got from the folks at dot Asia on, uh, the dot Asia top level domain. And, and hopefully we'll be able to connect with Edmon for a future session. Uh, we're, we've got some information about the Celebrity Pioneer Program. There's a significant group of uh, celebrity pioneers who had uh, uh, signed up in the early stages of Dot Asia. You can get all this information at think.asia, T-H-I-N-K.asia. Um, but they've got a significant group of people there. Uh, there's also uh, somewhere in the vicinity of a half million people uh, Dot Asia domain names registered uh, in and around the uh, the land rush timing, and we've got uh, something some interesting statistics. Uh, the top five registrars during the go live session have been uh, Mesh Digital, uh, EuroDNS, GoDaddy, DirectI, and of course uh, one of our favorites, Moniker Online Services, as uh, top uh, registrars. Uh, .Asia domains are uh, very strong among Chinese registrants uh, in order of uh, geography, followed by Australian, uh, New Zealand, um, Indian, Korean, and then U.S. and Japan are also among the top ten countries that have been registering dot uh, .Asia domain names. Uh, going through, uh, looking at the uh, Pioneer program, uh, w- I'm just looking at some statistics here from the .dot uh, asia registry that have just been sent over. Uh, we have some we have some great information from the folks at asia about uh, .game .dot being an example domain that has uh, a very uh, very popular use, and we're also looking at uh, the uh, some other information. Uh, was hoping to hit Edmund with some uh, tough questions to let us know about the geography uh, aspects. But the, apparently, as long as a person uh, meets the uh, geographic requirements, they are able to register a .asia domain name. And it's important to note that um, y- you know any of the registrars can help you. Uh, uh, Moniker Online is uh, one of those that uh, seems to be stronger at this. And uh, there's some interesting websites out there as examples from the Celebrity Program. Um, Oddly enough, one of them is Bjorn Borg, the famous tennis star, uh, B-J-O-R-N-B-O-R-G.Asia, has a fantastic website um, where where, uh, they're actually uh, doing a lot of specific content for the .Asia uh, extension. Also... um, one of the other uh, very interesting websites is Keep Walking. That's K E E P W A L K I N G .dot asia. Uh, another good example of uh, some of the folks that are doing um, interesting things with websites in the .dot asia extension. Well, we hope to connect with Edmon. Uh, we'll we'll keep trying with him to catch up because we want to see a little bit more about what's going on. Um, I do look over at the uh, registry.asia website for more information constantly, and it looks like there are auction domains that are taking very good prices. Uh, I'm seeing uh, .asia domain names fetching in and around uh, $20,000, and I think we're going to see quite a few uh, higher ticket items as the uh, land rush auctions continue starting this week uh, into the following weeks. We're going to see some bigger ticket items coming through. Uh, uh, just another quick update uh, on the TLD front. Uh, the folks at .mobi have been roaming the country doing local uh, sort of small uh, domainer gatherings gatherings uh, in various cities. Uh, I think the next one's coming up in uh, Boca. Uh, following up on that, you can find out more information at blog.mobi, B-L-O-G.mobi. And uh, this is Jothan Frakes this week signing off for Webmaster Radio, where you can be the master of your domain. We'll talk to you next week. Thank you.